Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, we're breaking down season three, episode 13, uh, or 14, excuse me, Amazing Grace, all hail the King of the Dead. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yeah. The King of the Dead. King Welcome of the Dead. Yeah. Bringing us in to the Legends of Tomorrow after show. This is the show, of course, that breaks up every episode of the Legends of Tomorrow, airing on CW's Monday night. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. I'm Dave Child. I'm Lex Michael. And I'm Lucretia Lyon. <laughs> We're legends. <laughs> We're misfits. They're outcasts. We're not heroes. Uh, of course, follow us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. While you're there, give it a thumbs up. And, of course, Lucretia's got a computer up and running, which means the chat is up and running. So feel free to hop in, share your thoughts about the episode in particular, or just the series in general. Just tell us how how you feel. So a quick round robin before we dive into the the, the nitty-gritty of this uh, amazing episode. How did everybody feel? I I liked it, for the most part. I thought it was a good idea, and I thought it was fun. Some of the execution was a little weird in this episode, but I I liked it. I liked it for the most part. Yeah, I'm gonna second all of that without really adding all that much. Um, yeah, the the uh, guitar ghosts and rat funeral. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Fun things. I wouldn't have thought of that on my own. I wouldn't have thought to put them together. Maybe, but they're they're together. I liked it. Yeah, I thought this episode was really fun, especially sort of like the overall theme of the episode, like how much music really does mean and changes your life, because that's not something you'd normally think of, and I like that that was where, what this anachronism was, because they've yet to do anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. good. I also like how he was just, it doesn't, you wouldn't expect him to have the death totem. It just doesn't, it seems out of nowhere, but it also, they made it make sense with his, like, with his twin which is real. Like, Elvis yeah. did have a twin that died. I knew this because I saw the John Carpenter TV movie with Kurt Russell as Elvis. Yeah. So I knew I the like entire the entire backstory <laughs> from that. So this really hit home for you. Yes. Yeah. I was so, I was profoundly moved. Uh, profoundly. Seeing, seeing things uh, reflected that I knew through uh, the prism of Kurt Russell. Yeah, even though that is a little bit of truth there, that he did have the twin brother, and that there was always a part of him in his music that he kind of, like, you know, had talked about with that, but it is odd that Elvis would have the death totem, and I get because he was sort of the king of rock and roll, but why not some of the idols that my parents grew up making me listen to, like Alice Cooper or Ozzy? That would have made more sense with the death totem. Yeah, but those don't those aren't people that would change the course of history. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. But you know, it's just know. like it. I'm I was a giant Ozzy fan <laughs> growing up. Uh, weirdly, and yeah. but I think it's just because it's like this guy bites the heads off bats. bats. But it's it's not like he would change the history of rock and roll. 
if something happened to him. And you could see that actually happening with Elvis. Yeah, with Elvis, because it did start it all. I mean, you know, or Jimmy Page. I mean, Led Zeppelin was really into that stuff, guys. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, and I know I felt like Legends now is in the long line of of, uh, time travelers who make sure to credit rock and roll to white people but it's still it was there was chuck berry before there was like a lot of other people before elvis elvis was just the first one to make it universal and make it like so it's okay for for more white people to like it well and with chuck berry like the thing about chuck berry is during the me too movement might not be the best time you know same thing with led zeppelin and some of these other things right yeah it's like yeah yeah but yeah, it's not yeah. like they're gonna bring yeah. Chuck Berry. Like, look how great young Chuck Berry is. Yeah. He's not a problem at all. Oh. Anyways, he's yeah. a problem. Well, I, I just thought for an episode that dealt with the acquiring one of the totems, which you know is what, certainly the thing that we're all everybody's coveting. Yeah. For this season, it's kind of a very low stakes episode. At the same time, I kind of like that it was darkless. Like it was, I kind of like having a break from them and just having them go on an adventure. Separate from it and finding a totem and making it about the totem, but it's also not the end of the totem because we see a little bit of what next week is going to be on. I actually watch it this time. True. It's going to be a continuation of the Death Totem saga. Because as much as I love Dark, I also feel like every time he does show up, all it is is like this, everybody's frozen, and then they just get what they need. And like, okay. Yeah, it's there's always that like act three or four where it's like, and then the Dark show up and they have to fight them. And this time it's, there was, so I was like, okay, now when is Dark going to show up? And now they're going to have to keep Elvis from being killed by Dark. And instead it was ghosts. Yeah. But I like, that was a surprise for me. I didn't expect that. And we have been leaning on the Darks a little heavily the past couple of weeks. But it did also feel right for something where we're dealing with, you know, one of our our totems, one of our big uh, season-long MacGuffins. We're acquiring one, and it seems like this, this is a big, this is a lofty, Occurrence, but it feels also like we're at the point in the season where we're taking a breather at the same time, which is it's an odd, it's an odd juxtaposition of elements. Right. Uh, we're going to have the episode in particular in a moment, but uh, before then, Lex Michael's got an important announcement. Yeah, what you got to say, yeah. Lex Michael? Well, all right, so check it out, guys. Uh, do you, as I know, I suspect you may, do you want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life? I like all those things. Okay, well, if you do, and it sounds like you do. I do. Have we got a podcast for you, Dave Child? What is it? What is it? Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder, Maria Menounos, and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life, from health and wellness to career and relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister you never had. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Marie Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment. <laughs> and that when you sneeze. do, that's that's and when you do, Dave Child, bless you, let Maria know it was the ABTV legends who got you there. Conversations yeah. with Marie Menounos podcast edition. Check it out and blow your nose. Yeah, and say it was those misfits, those outcasts, yeah, you know, right. those yeah. people. We're not heroes. Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, so, we, uh, of course, we, we uh, start the episode off. We've got a couple different plot lines. Uh, one, we've got Mick and his, and his rat, Axel. Yeah. Uh, we'll deal with that in a moment. Give us a nice little touching end of the episode. But the other one is we find our young Elvis Presley uh, going in, much like uh, almost like the, the first Harry Potter film. You got to go in, being set up. Sometimes the guitar chooses you. Yeah. It felt, it did. It felt very Ollivander-ish. Yes. 
Well, he also, it's as soon as he was like, you know who this, you know who this guitar belonged to before? It's like, yes, of course we know. They're going to do the crossroads. They're going to do, <laughs> I forget, I'm blanking on his name right now, but it's the, the famous blues man who was like, who people thought sold his soul to the devil. Uh, because, Robert Johnson? Yeah, Robert yeah. Johnson. Because he came, because he sucked. And then when he came back, he was suddenly very good. And his music's all about, like, being, uh, meeting at the crossroads and stuff like that, too. Those famous songs. So he's become, like, this historical rock and roll figure and, and music figure who's sold his soul to the devil. And I feel like this is a Constantine episode. Yes, with him, right? um, the acetate um, episode. And that's actually probably my favorite one because it has um, Ava from Justified in it. Like, you know, it's it's a really right. good episode and it's about, like, you know, this particular recording. If you listen to it, you know, you're going to die. You know, it's it's similar. And, like, Supernatural has a lot of, there. there's a whole, like, section of demons that are crossroad demons. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, and they reference yeah. him, too, quite a bit. So Elvis, of course, uh, after storming the guitar a few times, gets a... Everything gets a little sparkly and bright in the uh, guitar shop. He's giving it, takes off, and we see gets that electric. Uh, it was kind of cool where we get to see at least some anachronisms. What that does affect the Legends crew, where yeah. its hair gets suddenly very flat. Uh, trombone hero, trombone hero. Trombone hero. Well, I want to yeah. play trombone hero. I know. It's you like, how to... would you do that? <laughs> also, yeah. I played trombone in high school, so I could actually be pretty good at it. And by this, this is the way you air trombone, and it just looks like <laughs> but what would you're the, smoking real weird. But what would the equivalent be, right? Because the Guitar Hero guitar is not really that similar to playing guitar. You're just holding a thing and pressing some buttons. Yeah. Yeah. So would you just put the, the trombone thing near... I'm not doing that with no, my hands. No, you put... If you, would you, you put it near your this. head and you this stroke it with it. the... You just tr- stroke yeah, it you by stroke your it head. To no, the left you have, and you stroke it to the right. You have dude. like a plastic trombone, and you essentially just go boop, 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 and you try to and hit it's got it. Like in buttons spots. on it. It has no buttons, or is you it like to, a bop it? You have to like you have to hit the right notes, which is tougher because yeah. there's no markings on a trombone. So you have to know basically in what distance it is away from the bell in order to tell your note. But is there a part where you twist it or there, pull it? Mine had yeah. a trigger right here okay. because I had to. If you get a note wrong, does it go? Ah! I hate you, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm asking is, uh, I know Tanya uh, is out there watching. Uh, please make a gif of Dave Chappelle yep. doing his tip. <laughs> I think this is actually not that, I don't think it's that dirty. I think it just yeah. looks like I'm, it's great. I like yeah. I'm weirdly French. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we get to see uh, the, uh, <laughs> the bull for uh, Axel uh, changed from Elvis to... Uh, <laughs> Was it, uh, oh, what's his name? Josh, Josh Groban. Josh, Josh Groban, which, yeah. I, I don't, Josh Groban's pretty good. I, 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 I like Josh Groban. As a musician, funny. but he's also, like, he knows how to joke about himself, and he parodies himself a lot. Yeah. Like, he was on Comedy Bang Bang and quite a few things. So it was a weird choice to make. I felt like they just were, I think Michael Bublé would have been funny. I, I would have preferred Bublé, but that's because I'm a big Bublé fan. He's then, Canadian yeah. mafia blood. That mm. sets up that. Make at some point then in that alternate time. So, yeah, Jess Groban's my man. Yes, so that's it, everybody. That's that's my big question, right? Is in a world where Elvis was never a thing, how did Josh Groban emerge? Like, what was the line, the genealogy musically uh, that you could track from the point where Elvis would have been to where Josh Groban was, I, where Mick was enough of a fan to name the rat? I think that showed that the music that would have maintained is like crooner music. And it would have been like Pat Boone, but it also would have been like, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra came before Elvis. Yeah. So that that crooner Sinatra rap packy would evolve and grow, 
but it wouldn't be like the rock and roll we know wouldn't be there. right. So all right, so on a long enough timeline, that just becomes Josh Groban. Yes. Yeah, okay. Right. It's go. still like Josh Groban, and maybe Josh Groban's lamer in that in that universe. Maybe Seth MacFarlane decides to pursue music as opposed to animation. Yeah. Oh my you, god, that would be great because he he's an awesome singer. I'm, you know what I gotta protest against is all the ska, ska hate from this episode. <laughs> I tried. I tried with ska. I did. I gave it. A I mean, genuine... I'm not a giant ska fan, but I could at least appreciate it. I, you know what? I like it in theory, right? Because I'm like, oh, the horns is fun, but yeah. Because I will say, bands like No Doubt and Beck experimented a little bit with it in the '90s, a little bit. Uh, yeah, there's some albums where he uses a lot of like horn and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm okay. like, yeah, there's a little bit of ska influence, and it was fine. But like full on ska bands, it's like. I would get bored really easy, like Mighty Mighty Boston's and stuff like that. Like they're fine, but you're like, yeah. Mike's got very Robert De Niro there at the, <laughs> yeah. at the Scott talk. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, they're okay. You know, I'm like, yeah. It's, it has yeah. its place. I'm yeah. not like, you know, this. Think of all the Aquabats and stuff. Yeah, you know, I like it. I like it, but I get like after three or four songs, I'm good for a bit. <laughs> 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 that's it. All right, so, man. Yeah. That's better than Nate being like, "God help me." If oh, I don't want to like comes into mm-hmm. this room. Yeah, I don't think we should hunt them down or anything. Yeah. yeah, it's not. That's a weird hate that Nate has. I feel like he he likes a lot of geeky stuff, but he's just like, "God." Yeah, I want to know what ska fans did to him. Yeah. Because you know, you yeah. know, in his past somewhere, he was humiliated. Like he went to a ska show because he liked a girl and was humiliated at the ska show. <laughs> I just pictured all these like ska bullies that are just like, <laughs> "You better not, you better knock on wood." <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that the anachronisms as they look into it, they find out back there in Memphis, everything went to, to hell in a handbasket when Elvis started playing using the the death totem. So. And everybody just left. Uh, Elvis never r- rose to fame, and rock and roll died. Yeah. But given that the end, I'm going to jump to the end of the episode just so we can talk about this for a moment because it seemed weird to me that the ending of the episode where he goes back to the church to sing for these ghosts, it, I mean, it didn't feel like the legends were at all needed to be there for that <laughs> to happen because it's not like they had to, like, you know, well, build Elvis up to go back and do it. He's like, well, what if, yeah. what if Elvis was wrong? <laughs> Then they yeah. would maybe, you know, steal up and then fight some ghosts. They don't know what exactly is going to happen. They were there to, like, back him up. Well, and I thought it was also mentioned by Nate that he wanted this to be, you know, his moment with the Maya and the music and everything. So that was why they were hanging around. And they're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, we ship that, too. And they're like, we'll hang out. I, I kind of yeah. felt bad for them. I was like, oh, I guess our song is Amazing Grace now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a sexy that's, song at that's all. That's not a sexy song. That's also like uh, every fu- funeral I'm going to go to <laughs> is now like, oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a real awkward funeral. Hopefully, he's, you know, sitting down. <laughs> yeah, oh. Oh. yeah I, I, I was surprised about that. Was... Well, we find out that Elvis, of course, has one of those uncles that, you know, plays right into that, that stereotype. Footloose. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which... He's got a footloose uncle. <laughs> His uncle's got a loose foot. I, uh, and that ties in with what Wally and Amaya are doing throughout the episode. It's basically Wally wants to use, you know, super speed to accomplish everything quickly. Maya's like, hey man, you gotta. For, it seemed for somebody no. that wants to just go and hack history, for her to also just get on the soapbox for a moment feels like, you know, you gotta be, you know, you gotta be more like a surgeon. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Well, she's, but she also went through that experience of living her Groundhog Day, so maybe that changed yeah. her perspective yeah. and stuff. 
Also, I do like how they had an episode where... Because that was one of our thoughts from last week. was like, oh, now they have a speedster. I think we literally said last week... Yeah. Why, now you could just have him go and steal some... Steal the totems and then come right back. And they figured out a way to address that right away. To first have him do that and use it. Literally do what we said, why doesn't he just do... And then it backfires, and he figures out he has to actually connect with people as a person rather than just use his super speed all the time. Yeah, and that's what I liked, is, like, we had yeah. thought of that, and even they were like, okay, yeah, like, we need to mention that this can't just be an easy fix. And yeah. yeah. Well, they just need to, like, yeah, because he can overuse it, and so it's a good way to kind of explain a step back. True, but I will say that that interaction with uh, Wally and Amaya and the... Uncle Footloose is uh, pretty lame. It's just like they give one little speed, one little thing, and then it's like, "You're right. Here's oh, the album. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Get out of here." Well, yes, I would agree <laughs> I with that. Like, what was that? I kind of wanted him to be like, you know, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. yes. I was kind of expecting that because Th- that would have been cooler. And and honestly, it's like, yeah, they didn't really have to. Zari didn't really have to convince him very much. Yeah. No, not at yeah. all. And I, I do feel like he's going to feel real bad in the future where every mm-hmm. preacher is going to hate Elvis. Because people do, like, religious oh, yeah. people did hate Elvis because he was shaking his hips. He was basically pelvic thrusting and at all the teenage girls. And, and they were they couldn't stand it. Yeah, and it really was a gateway because then years later you get stuff like Ozzy and Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we did see it at the beginning. The when sexiest of, yeah. of, of the Well, singers. no, it's just like, oh, yeah, you thought that was corrupting your youth. Let's have these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Elvis at the beginning of the episode is there at the church and he starts singing for the congregation and he just does that one little hip thrust <laughs> while he's doing it. And if you're like, all the girls are like, hey, hello. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> Oh, looks like I believe in God. <laughs> I feel I like the uncle like, kind of notices that, too, and he's kind of like, uh, wait, what's I happening? I believe in God. What have I done? <laughs> layers, there's layers going on. <laughs> Pelvic thrusting for the Lord. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what she said. Oh <laughs> Why does she need to say that? I know. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we find out the rest of the episode uh, entails, uh, for Nate and Amaya, just hanging out with Elvis, trying to capture what their song is going to be. The, the Jonesing and Wine and see Elvis flirting. actually perform. Flirting. And uh, he's wearing that really cool, Nate's wearing that really cool hat. Hats. Yeah. The hats on this show, though, always just A-plus hats. On point, yeah. Ooh. You know what I noticed with Ray this episode that I haven't noticed on previous ones? He's getting some gray. Yes. Yellow bit. Ray's getting some gray. It looks good on him. Also, okay, so this is a thought that I've been having as I've been watching the show the past couple of weeks. When we first met Ray Palmer in this universe in season three of Arrow, I believe it was, was he this childlike or has he regressed wasn't he running a, a corporation at yeah. a certain point yeah oh, like that is definitely a, that is the thing is ray in season three of arrow was at least portrayed as a little bit more smarter and suaver right. well and then it's like in season four they're like yeah we got to make him dumb you know i think it might have happened after they messed with him in his own childhood yeah. So I Ooh. think they actually changed history Ooh. and regressed him a little bit <laughs> by messing up his childhood a little bit and meeting him meeting himself as a child. Ooh. Oh, wow. Because if you had to put yeah, Legends of Tomorrow Season 3 up against uh, Ray Palmer Arrow Season 3, they have really different characters. I don't know if that's somebody Felicity would have been like, 
Yeah, there's a, there's a guy I want to hook up with for a little while. Yeah, I want Ray to find someone. <laughs> I think it. Ray's the cutest. I'm like, out of even over Constantine, I pick Ray. That's why I'm like, I don't get the deal. I'm like, he's really? yeah. I'm like, he's so sweet and endearing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That, and that wouldn't rub off in the eye for like, oh man, just have a. Let's well, see a little bit of, that's like, why you date them when they have a time ship so they can leave. Like, <laughs> I don't want to date anybody that's around all the time. <laughs> like, let's right. be clear on that. But yeah, that Never. that's cute and endearing for like four days a week. Uh, we mm-hmm. do see, of course, Mick and Axel, uh, where yeah. Axel gets out thanks to that haunted uh, guitar. But uh, and during the course of that, Axel gets free, but eats uh, something that he shouldn't and dies. This was sad. This guy, yeah. this affected me. Was it? Did this it? affected my feelings. <laughs> it affected. It only affected me at the very end. Yeah, well, yeah, but we'll go. We get to say bye to Ghost Axel. That that got that my feelings. That was pretty adorable. That that Rory moment where he's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And then like looks up and says goodbye and just has a nice little like, "Go." That's good. But I I had a few questions. One, what did he eat? What there was just poison that they had. It was some of yeah. Ray's experiments or something. I think yeah. that's why Ray felt horrible, and also he's the one with the conscience on the right. ship anyway. So and I guess he had to get up and knock that tube over, splash it on the ground, and then goes down. It's like, hey, all right, I mm. guess I'll uh, check this out. And two, I, uh, I, I don't. I guess I remember him in when Ray got got tiny and then had to run away from from Axel. But I don't remember him in too many other episodes. So they treated him, and I do like the little like remember oh, Axel. At that the was end. that was great. I that was like that. great because it's like they're treating him as a member of the team, and I was like, I don't even remember him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't either. Which was kind of fun. I why did he grow big for a second? That I don't understand. That was so weird to me. Did they do that to be like, oh, now they're gonna have to fight a giant ghost rat? That would be cool. But, I, but then, like, shrunk down and then ran away. And it was a weird moment. It was like, I think they needed to figure out a way to make him scary to kind of heighten the stakes a little bit. But then, because they're like, you don't know what a ghost rat can do. <laughs> I guess. I guess, yeah, but it felt weird to me. I was like, oh, all right, you just did. That I felt was... like they maybe should have had him, like, uh, possess someone. And then you had Yeah, like, that would be funny. If he would have jumped into Mick and took over. Yeah, and then he's, like, suddenly acting like a rat. And then they're like, <laughs> we can't control him. He's, a, he's rat Rory. <laughs> rat Rory. Mick Rat Rory. And the little funeral when Ray was going to sing Sweet Child of Mine, I'm really pissed that they didn't let that happen. Because that's a song that was always part of my youth. It's like, like, I guess, Nate with Elvis. Oh, fine. It came out the year I was born and my dad was a rock DJ, okay? Right, it's well, a sweet song. <laughs> so, Lucretia, put yourself in Sarah's shoes. Yeah. Would you have been like her? Would, would you be like, all right, Ray, I'll let you do this? Or would you be like her and want to be walking away only in, until the threat of singing came out? That you say, all right, I'll stick around. You know, I, I, he was really singing Oklahoma a few weeks ago. I was like, why Why didn't you do that? I would have been like, nope, Ray, you sing your little song. It was sweet. Sing your song. I wanted yeah. uh, Rory to, to, to burn it. <laughs> To, to yes. do the little yeah, Viking, I know. That's the what Viking I funeral, yeah. but I like that it was like uh, let's put it in somewhere like maybe in the uh, the uh, like the work area or something like that. No, we're just gonna do it right here in the middle of. We're gonna probably torch the desk a little bit and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. okay, yeah, just right here. <laughs> just just a, just have this rat skeleton, this burnt rat skeleton in the middle of like where they eat. I also wonder why. Like, study why uh, Ray said, "All right, we should have a." Which I understand. I have a goodbye to the rat. That's great. We all need this. But he does it so briefly. He just does it for, for Mick and Sarah. 
Like he doesn't wait for everybody to come back. He does it for Mick. Yeah. He doesn't do it for Sarah. Yeah, no one else really would have cared. Sarah just happened to be there and she's like, whatever. He, <laughs> he felt bad that the rat died and he wanted to help his friend, but do it in a way that was very subtle and he saw that it 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 touched him. It That's touched right. Rory. He cried a little. Well, speaking about Mick though, because the one thing he do, mentions a couple times during the episode is that he hates change. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, compared to where Mick came onto the episode, uh, the series first to where it is now, I mean, I guess it's a little bit different. I mean, we've lost Stein and Jax, but, and now we've got Azari and Wally. It's not, and we've lost Rip, I suppose. Yeah, well, there's yeah. a lot of change. And, but it's uh, like, just two people. Yeah, Luna Malfoy brings up girl, a good point. The hot people. Yeah, they <laughs> oh, left. Um, yeah, they're, the, about them. <laughs> they're the only original legends, Sarah, Ray, and Mick, yeah. because everybody else is new. I mean, huh. you know, he wasn't in the yeah, original remember team. Nate was even added to the mix. Yeah. He's, not, season, he's yeah. not a season one guy. I mean, it tracks, but it is like we don't really spend time in that place, right? Like, we, there, there has been a great amount of change. We don't focus on it. We seem to move on pretty quickly emotionally from thing to thing. Like, next week, we're in pirate time now. We're having this other crazy adventure, so we can't dwell on the fact that things keep shifting around. So it does track that Mick would be like, oh, like, okay, yeah, what's going on? I don't like this. Things keep shifting, and there's no sense of stability or normalcy. But we don't... It feels like we just all of a sudden threw it back into the conversation somewhat arbitrarily. Like, it didn't really feel like that connected to too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say we did see, and we talked about that last week, too, is we finally got to see a bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We asked, uh, we lamented about the fact that we didn't really seen one, and now we've seen Zari. This was a nice setup, too. I liked... I actually liked Zari and uh, and uh, Wally because they they have a nice explaining away why you can't use the powers all the time. And then they do a nice setup with Miss Pac-Man because yeah. that, that was a bonding thing. And I didn't actually see that coming back when they're like, now we got to get the ghosts. Let's treat Miss Pac-Man proud. I thought that was a nice little tie back that I didn't see coming. And that's unusual for this show. So <laughs> it's kind of, it was kind of a nice moment. Yeah, I liked their whole interaction this episode. Like, it yeah. was very cute, frenzy. Like, you know, she's also the new person, kind of showing him the ropes, telling him, you know, you don't need to just speed around. You need to get to know things. And it made sense for her to be the one to do it. And right. I like yeah. what a doofus Wally gets to be on this <laughs> show. Like, I really enjoy every scene. He's just like a big, like, smiling puppy dog. And I really enjoy it. And it feels like, you've, like all of these characters, the brighter show... But even even like Ray, sometimes like it feels like you, you see the weight of the time journey is on him a little bit, and all of a sudden now you throw Wally in, and Wally's like a little kid, and he's so excited. Every bit of this is new for yeah. him. He's the least jaded to be there, so he's just going through every interaction with just a wow. This is great. Yeah. look at look at me doing stuff. This is awesome. Was a yeah. Ghost. Yeah, he's like ghost, and it's a big smile. That's the thing is, I'm so glad that we have Wally on this show because Kenyon Longsdale is just. He seems like such a sweet guy, and I think that really fits with the Legends, because you have Ray, but it's just like, oh, yeah, he plays it so well, just happy to be there. And and I feel like yeah. this show's a little bit better for that. Even though The Flash tended to be lighter, I think that this is a better fit for, you know, just the happy to be solving crimes and playing in time. Although when he dances, he dabs. Yeah. Yeah, and for that, <laughs> I will never forgive him. I much prefer the other kind of dabbing. <laughs> yeah, you just the side of your mouth. Just when yeah, you know, know when you when you're messy. Yeah, yes, you yeah. need a little. Mm, no, I'm, mm. I meant the smoking kind, but um. Uh, yeah, we know you meant yes. the smoking yeah. kind, Lucretia. Yes, <laughs> we know. Yep. Mm. Hey, I'm I'm telling our viewers at home that that is a, a phrase. Oh, I'm a <laughs> <laughs> well, yep, there's a lot of di- types of dabbing. 
Great. Yep, yep. Cool. Welcome cool. to uh, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow, where we talk about all the types of dabbing. Yep. <laughs> That's our new segment. <laughs> so Wally and Sarah, when they're talking uh, and to yeah, Uncle, Uncle Footloose, Wally kind of shares the reason that he and his father kind of met later in, later in his life. Yeah. Yeah. And they left, they felt like they weren't really kind of connecting and that he had to leave to kind of find himself. I don't know if I, I guess I got that, but I also felt like, well, I felt like Joe was like, uh, just never tried to uh, put any expectations on him. No, I think it's more, I think it's more Joe's family. Because he became a part of like the Wally Iris family and he's already, you know... Because, I'm sorry, Barry Iris-like family. And he was just, he became kind of a part of that and couldn't really find his place. So that's why he left. Not so much Joe, but it's the whole, you know, you find out you have two siblings that are in love with each other. That they have to, that's a little weird. Yeah, like, and that is the thing, is like, Wally didn't feel like he belonged. And it was nice that, you know, he mentioned that. Because we get a little bit of a, you know, character growth moment in talking about that. Because, yeah. Yeah, and I do, I I think he's starting to find his place on on the Legends. And I'm curious to see where they go with him. The uh, it's interesting that time. I mean, you know, certainly, and the show really doesn't dwell on it too much. But just the the racism that was kind of prevalent in that time period. So I just felt weird to have that moment there in the church where you get to see Nate and Maya, a very tender moment between the two of them, but also very weird that nobody nobody else is saying like, wait, what the hell, what the hell is this going on? It seemed kind of weird for that time period not to have something. Like that addressed. Well, they did mention Zari mentions herself about her Muslim heritage, like you know. So there's a little bit pointed out, but it was kind of odd that nobody said anything. But again, in Memphis was actually pretty, you know. I would well, guess they were getting diverse. some stink yeah. eyes. Yeah. Like I think they were at the very beginning when they looked back and said we're really standing out. Yeah. I think they were they were standing out as like you know. They didn't seem like they were. They seem like from the future. Yeah. What are these Look at these. <laughs> Look at this ethically diverse group of people. They must be from the future. <laughs> yeah, and that's why it's like it wouldn't have seemed odd except for the fact that they were like together. Other than that, because yeah, I was like uh, Memphis was always pretty, you know, even well, as far you know. That's where a lot of you know this rock music started. With I kind of wish they spent more time yeah. in that one rock club because yeah. I felt like that's. They could have set up that he, they were welcome in that church, in that community, but when they went to the rock club, they actually were welcome because more people kind of were mingling in, in that exactly. society. So, but, you know, they don't have time. They have to get to the ghosts. So they can't really <laughs> yeah, spend gotta get, time gotta get to those ghosts. Like, focusing on the the, the racial <laughs> implications of, yeah. of, of that time period. So The... Uh... I know we talked a little bit about Amazing Grace already, the, yeah. about being their song, but I also feel like, has anybody ever danced to Amazing Grace? Not quickly. <laughs> you would if Elvis sang it. Would you? I would slow dance to it. We'll yeah. slow dance to Amazing Grace. I mean, I guess now looking at it, I feel like it's so synonymous with like funerals or whatnot. I just yeah. feel like, all right, yeah, who's going to break out of dancing? It's going to be a nice slow day. dance, no grind. I wouldn't grind to it. <laughs> oh, there's no, there's no reason yeah, you, you couldn't... Gentle, gentle you could, like, <laughs> jazz it up a little bit. Yeah, jazz up Amazing Grace. You like, yeah. jazz up, yeah. but not grind yeah. to it. That's how I judge every song I hear. Would I grind to it? That's yeah. right. Amazing Grace. Would not grind. <laughs> yep. uh, I want to see that. Uh, yeah, yeah, just your kind of la- label rating uh, various yeah. different songs. Yeah, name a song. I'll yeah. say if I grind to it. Ooh, all right. 
Oh, uh, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. I grind. <laughs> All right, good grind. Okay. Because right. you know why? Oh, get to know that oak tree. <laughs> uh, so I guess you know. There's the, overall, there's not like a lot that happens in this episode. It's a pretty threadbare episode in terms yeah. of what we've seen before in the past. So why don't we just jump into predictions and just talk about uh, our dreams? Our dreams. Our dreams. Well, all right. Okay. Predictions. Um, Well, we all know. Let's, Lucretia, please tell us why you're excited about next week's episode. Well, I don't know. Um, Uh Maybe it's because Constantine is back again. Uh He he doesn't get a call out this episode, by the way. We did have a moment where she's like, I called up Constantine. Yeah. It's kind of a nice. I like that because she's like, oh, yeah, I called called Constantine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it, too, because I saw the next week on, and it seems like the death totem takes over Sarah. And I like that because, one, she's, I think, the only member that has died and come back to life. It's kind of hard to, to tell right now. But. Yeah, I... Yes, because yeah. they all, right, like, at the end of last year, right, they all die, but they're all basically, like, a, a different version of them from, like, a few minutes before that on the timeline steps in and takes their place, so that's not really the same thing as resurrection. Right. Yes. So I think in terms of actual resurrection, like, within one vessel dying and coming back, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's her. So she has a history with death. She's possessed by a demon. I'm glad they're not just putting the death totem in a box and forgetting about it. It looks like they're having, like, mm. they're doing a full-on episode about that and her being taken over by the demon, which they're setting up these last couple episodes. I was going say about that box, because it's Ray's idea. Hey, I've got this great, cool, like, black quantum black box, and we're going to put it in. And then when we see at the end of the episode, it's just, like, sitting on a counter somewhere in the ship. <laughs> like, that, that's it? That's the yeah. extent that's of your protection? Secure? Was just putting it in there and just, oh, we can leave it put anywhere. It, put it on a shelf, at least. <laughs> Like, okay. Put it in another box. Yeah. You know, put one box and then put it in another box. They made Ray dumber by going back in time, guys. We already explained this. Yes. <laughs> and this was his childhood yeah. that made him, That's made true. him more innocent. Uh, I'm, and we still, uh, he keeps dragging his feet about this cold fusion thing. Because even name shot, uh, shot, gives a shout out to it this week. Oh, yeah. They're laughing about saying cold fusion was going to fix this mm. fire totem. We're still having Ray, uh, he still hasn't done it yet. Yeah. I can't get to it. They got ghosts coming out of guitars. <laughs> yeah, like they have more pressing matters. Although we do only have, what, four episodes left? Is it only that amount? I think yeah, there's right 18. Episode 14, yeah, there's, there's 18. This is so right. So they got to figure out if they're going to if they're going to use this if they're gonna pay off the cold fusion thing. They're going to have to pay it off within the next couple of weeks. And do you think Rory's going to get the uh, fire totem? I don't, I, you know, Jax is supposed to be back in the last episode of this season, so, like, some people have speculated um, that he might get the fire totem and just, Right. So that's how he becomes Firestorm again. Yeah, maybe. By having the fire totem. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. My favorite thing about this episode so far is just Lex's... Just little uh, visuals. Uh, yeah, Lex has been, had a lot of nonverbal communication yes, in this episode. Yeah, Sorry for you folks. Sorry, uh, podcast listening. listeners. You're yeah. missing out yeah. on uh, 90% of the good times on the show right now. Yeah. Lex Miles. 90%. 90%. Just that Lex Miles. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we've got four episodes left. We've got to get together the fire totem. We've got to deal with Sarah's. I feel like next episode we kind of pretty much figure out at least the broad strokes. It's. Uh, Death Totem, kind of wrestling with that. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yada, yada, yada. Well, because it's going to take over Sarah, so they have to they have to get Sarah back. She yep. she turns all white in the hair, 
and gets all witchy. Right? Yeah, very so silver banshee like. And yeah. so they'll have to enlist Constantine to help with some type of magical solution to help try and save Sarah without killing her. Something, something. Right. And there's gonna yep. be. I, I imagine we're all gonna see Malice get you out. You sound so happy about Cause that. Because uh, that gives us reason to get all six totems together to use to contain him again. I also right. hope because Sarah's in peril, I hope we get some uh, Ava. Yeah. That'd be nice, and also to have Ava and Constantine kind of in the same. Vicinity yeah, that'll be funny. This, mm. Kind of and is Constantine going to figure out what what the like super secret thing about Ava is that nobody can ever know about? True, yeah. maybe. Mm. I I'm curious to see what mm. that's going to end up being. Maybe it's a mystical thing. I don't know. Mm. Do we see it as a uh, two part season finale? Do we see it all kind of de- dealt with in one episode? Well, okay, so we have four more episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I bet there's going to be a, it's. Maybe a two-part at the end. I, I, we haven't really looked forward on, on the synopsis. No. But probably people already know. Because do you feel like there's enough like, enough story to justify like a two-parter? Because I feel like last season when you had the whole uh, Legion of Doom, there's a lot of characters in play that I feel like, oh, yeah, doing like a two-parter. Well, I want them of, to use Grodd. Right. Like yeah. I had that thought this week also that like there was not even uh, a wink in that direction again. Yeah, I, there needs to be Grodd, and we, we're we going to deal with Mollus. And we haven't seen Kwasa in a while. And, like, yeah, I feel like I still know, I know very generally what Mollus is and what Mollus is doing, but I still feel like I don't know this character. Yeah. And, like, we're real close now to the end of the season, and I feel like we're pretty late in the game for me not to feel like I know that much about yeah. this character. And like, I don't know if Jen Noble's only doing the voice, or are we actually going to see him as a human or just as like a vessel, at least for malice. I read somewhere that there would be some sort of corporeal form of like John Noble, like so something because you know he's such a badass. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, and I, I feel like there's not enough time to because the whole thing about Kwasa and Amaya, she's got to save Kwasa, kind of turn her to the side of good. I still feel like I don't know. Do we have enough episodes left to really make me buy that that swap? Maybe yeah. because we do. We did see Kwasa at least be a little bit like. Oh, you do care. Like, there was a little bit of steps forward. But I don't like your boyfriend. But the boyfriend. Um, And I I don't know where... And I think that what's going to happen by the end of this season is the uh, Nate-Amaya story is going to come to some sort of head. Like it's, True. No. The way they've kind of really beefed up their, their you know, reuniting. Well, and yeah. two, the fact that they mentioned something about, you know, always being together. Or, there was just one line that I'm like, crap, Nate's going to die is what I fear. This, no, yeah. this, it was this episode yeah. when she's like, I love you. And we'll always have time. time. Yeah. And it's like, we, at least we have time. And I'm like, ooh, that means oh, they don't have time. Yeah, I know. I was like, there was some line. I was like, oh, no, he's going to die. No. I don't know if Nate's going to die. I hope Nate doesn't die. But Amaya might be stuck back in the, uh, in no. with her, with her, um, back in her town. Yeah. <laughs> back in town. Back in town. Back in town. All right. Nope. And, and, and we did get to no. listen to the end of the episode. Uh, Nate gets to enjoy some of the Ben, uh, the, the the song the music native to her homeland. Yeah, yeah. But I also know I also like how she was kind of trolling him. Yeah. Yes, you could tell he was like, I like this. <laughs> I, this is good. And then when he has the headphones on, what does she say? She goes, Yeah, and this is how I feel about your rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not an Elvis Presley fan. No. That's a shame. Mm. Uh, no beef other... in this episode, Frank. No, no, it was just yeah. kind of like a meh episode. Yeah. I didn't get anything up to get really fired up about. Um, so great, great comment. Yep. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, I do, I do like um, 
they got a good voice for Elvis. I think I think he definitely wasn't the actor who no. was singing yeah. that. No. But whoever they got to do the voice of Elvis, <laughs> they found a good impersonator for it. You know, my favorite actor who played Elvis was Bruce Campbell in Bubba Hotep. I was going to say that yeah. did happen. It, 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 well, we would see Jesse kind of uh, as apparition. It was just I don't know about that look for Jesse. Just like got the hair, just kind of down a little bit. Yeah. That's it. Well, what they, Jesse just looked like future Elvis. Yeah. Jesse looked like leather clad Elvis. Yeah. He looked like movie Hollywood Elvis. Like an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. 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 So he becomes Jesse, I guess, is what Elvis does. Oh. Mm. oh. <laughs> also, I like how he's been making those sandwiches since he was young and not fat. Yes. Yeah. I was surprised about that. Those sandwiches are delicious. I do feel like that I is a fat Elvis discovery. I feel like once he. That that's the moment he became fat Elvis. No, 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 no. His mama cooked him. Is his mama cooked yeah. him? The sandwiches are yeah. not the symptom, but the cause. Yeah, great. Mm. But because uh, I feel like, have you had one of those Lex? Those kind of sandwiches? But I feel like I've, these days are they really like fried in yeah, like bacon fat? Bacon fat. I mean that that you try to avoid if you, you right. want to live, yes. I guess. Yeah. But like, but the rest of it is conceptually solid. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to get out and, and grab ourselves one of those Elvis sandwiches right after the show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But before we can do that, we've got to say goodbye to you. So, uh, as always, folks, uh, thanks for watching. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Give us a thumbs up on the Facebook or on uh, the YouTube channel. And everybody, thanks for hopping in the chat. If you're watching after the show's are live, feel free to comment down below. But if you want to comment, if you want to reach out and talk to any of us even after the show's over, Lucretia, where can they find you? You guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. I, too, have a podcast. It's called uh, Mrs. Brightside. You can find it anywhere you can find uh, Conversations with Maria or Lex's podcast, Missing Out. Um, there's also a podcast with all four of us on iTunes called Give Us Comics, guys. We talk about Robert Kirkman's Oblivion Song. And also now I have a new horror show. It's called Red Room Horror. Same thing. It, it is available in podcast form, but it's also on YouTube. The Red Room, your horror news source. Or you can find us on Twitter, at Red Room Horror. And, uh, yeah, Lex. You plugged mine, right? I, I was like, I said I it. And I was like, and I'm on it this week. I'm like, right. Lex is tired. I'm all over social media, <laughs> at the Lex Michael, and also on the Missing Out <laughs> podcast, which Lucretia just shouted out. It's on Twitter, at Missing Outcast, and on iTunes, and Stitcher, and Google Play, and Podbean, and I do it with Tari J. Miller, and we talk about stuff, and we really like it, and you should go check it out, and Lucretia's on it sometimes. <laughs> yep. Okay, great. <laughs> and I'm Dave Child. You can find me at mrdavechild or davechild.com. Go to davechild.com to see my newest music video where I dance with Chris Fleming to the Darling Side song, uh, Best of the Best of Times. And I'm also on that Give Us Comics thing. Would, would give us comics. Give us comics and we'll make more episodes of that podcast. Executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Amazing! Amazing! 
necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.